You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. Getting down, getting down the studio. Hello, After Buzzers. We're here doing another After Buzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf Season 3, Episode 14, More Bad Than Good. I'm your host this evening, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. And because the visuals have been so amazing this season, our special guest is from Teen Wolf's art department. Please welcome Jeff Butler. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? Thanks for coming in, Jeff. Yeah, no problem. So we've been talking about how this season is not just the physical horror now, it's the psychological horror. And yeah. a lot of that is in the set design. So what's it like being on these sets that are obviously a lot darker and scarier and eerie? Uh, well, I mean, they're pretty. I, I think they're really fun, actually. I think I love all that crazy, weird stuff, you know. And, <laughs> you know, like the stuff, the set from last night, which was uh, where we start the episode with the Mexican mm-hmm. hunter's house stuff that is was one of the coolest sets we did there was so much stuff that they put up in the background of like there's even like a stuff a stuffed werewolf in there somewhere i don't know if wow. it made it into the episode but <laughs> they'd uh they definitely those characters have definitely been hunting for werewolves before for a long so time derek and uh, peter were not the first that they'd caught that's actually really <clears throat> good to know it and you know that wasn't something obvious for our viewers yeah so <clears throat> what's the vibe like what is your job going into this show every day i mean i'm sure you're just kind of helping everybody out but what's like one of the most exciting things you've got to do so far on set uh well i mean my Daily routine is I come in and I see uh, my boss is Rusty Smith, the production mm-hmm. designer. I think he's been on the show before. He's been on. A lot of you <clears> may remember him from last season. Yeah, and, you know, he's in charge of the look of the show and everything. He starts from, you know, conceptualizing the sets. And my job is to, I usually, you know, make, I help him with anything to get that set ready for camera. So from researching, you know, different different ideas for sets and then you know he'll conceptualize it he'll draw it you know i make sure me and uh, one other person our coordinator turner munch who's not here but he would have loved to have been here oh uh, <laughs> maybe he, we can bring him on yeah yeah uh he um you know we work together and we make sure everybody on set has you know has a good idea of what the set is we mm-hmm. So for a lot of this stuff, I mean, you say you do research, but it's like a lot of this Jeff creates in his head. So like, yeah. can you go to say an example from like maybe this episode of some research that you had to do that would help out? Uh, yeah. One word. Autopsies. Really? So yeah. can I mean, that was one of my favorite <laughs> scenes from this episode is when we just see Allison's like body and then her aunt mm-hmm. goes ahead and like tears it apart. Like I was kind of like, why? I don't want to be a part of this dream sequence. Pretty gruesome, can you yeah. talk about that set and what that was like? Because it looked so realistic to me. Uh, yeah, we had um, that whole body 
podcast thing. Uh, we had that created over at a pretty awesome place called Dapper Cadaver. Oh, wow. And um, actually, we did not shoot that scene in sequence. So I actually had that open body sitting in front of my desk for <laughs> like, I would say maybe a month and a half or so, maybe wow. longer before we got to it. And it was, we had to put a shirt over it at one point because <laughs> we were like, uh, we don't want to see a rib cage today. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. The things on the desks at Teen Wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, so what it, what hmm. was it? It was just they made it out of obviously like rubber and different kinds of uh, yeah they material. did rubber with it and then special effects they touched it up with a lot of um, I think they might have used like chicken and stuff like that to that not encoded it and you know like you know fake blood and all this stuff uh-huh. to make it look all I mean that would make sense why it does look so nasty. real. So, so we can go ahead and start talking about the episode and the Mexican hunters, they are asking for the lo- the Liloba. Liloba. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and so does that word mean she wolf? Um know? well I'm a little rusty on Spanish, but I think it seemed like Loba, from... Loba is definitely wolf in Spanish mm-hmm. for sure. So. Okay, so definitely that's probably she wolf. And then so they were held captive because the Mexican hunters are looking for the she wolf. And now is the she wolf Derek's mom, Talia? Is that who they're referring to, or are we not sure who they're referring to at this point? Um, honestly, when I read the script, I was not sure who they were talking about either. I thought okay. maybe they were talking about um, Molly Tate. Who is mm-hmm. you know the were coyote at some point or in this episode? Right. Um, and so I, I actually, there's a lot of stuff being set up that really? is there. so it is. Um, I don't know if I could say who it is. But, yeah, you probably shouldn't. But, um, <laughs> or should he? <laughs> or should I? No, I can't. I can't. Okay, so how um, about the torture it's... scene where she cuts off Peter's finger? Oh yeah, that was pretty gruesome. Wasn't <laughs> I mean, it? yeah, I'm really hoping that he can heal somehow, or they can fix that. Yeah, hopefully. Was that Let's something see. else you guys got from the cadaver place? Um, no, that would be Cat Cassinger props. I think that was a prop maybe. Maybe prop. special effects as well. Uh, I do a lot of running around sometimes, so there's so many departments <laughs> bustling around, so I don't I don't get to see everything that'll right. be on there, but you That know. makes sense. And then the motorbike girl from season 3A, yeah. she was hired by Deucalion to rescue Derek, so Deucalion must be coming back this season. He which, could be. I mean, I'm excited for, because I was thinking at the end of the episode, we get that person who mysteriously pulls the root from the nematon or the little tree that was growing, and I was trying to think of who it was, and before they had mentioned Deucalion at all, I was thinking, maybe it could be Deucalion, maybe it could be Mr. Tate, yeah. because I'm still, like, suspecting him even though you know mm-hmm. he was just angry about you know losing his family i still feel like he, there's something going on with him and um i'm not sure what that wooden circle box was in the mountain ash can oh. you give us any idea like what what have we seen that symbol before what that was it's something that is going to become much more important as the season progresses mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like maybe it had to do with the nematon, considering the next scene kind of switched over to the nematon. So I'm not sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's there's a lot of mystery with that plot that I don't know if I should yeah. give into yet. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of surprises that are going to happen. So it, and to see it all come together now, like I've, when we get scripts and whatnot, sometimes I'll mm-hmm. be reading, I'll be like, well, this wasn't you know, I went to I read screenwriting books and I've 
gone to school for it and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, it's set up payoff and it's going to pay off. Yeah. But it's not, you know, Teen Wolf is not a self-contained episode show usually. I mean, they usually tie it off at the end, but, you know, it builds and builds and builds. And there are things, even in last week's episode premiere, that pay off way down the line. So it's very continuous and like a big, one big long saga. We kind of talked about this last episode and how Mm -hmm. just Teen Wolf has become more sophisticated, Mm -hmm. um, you know, season after season. And, you know, it's not just a teen drama anymore where we see werewolves fighting. It's become a lot more psychological and you have to pay attention to those little symbols Mm -hmm. and every single aspect because Jeff is just a mastermind who created Criminal Minds. So, you know, there's a lot more in this show. You just have to keep paying attention. So we go ahead and our next discussion point is uh, Malia returning home to Mr. Tate. So Scott has to – he kind of turns into the alpha in order to be able to roar, which causes Malia to be able to turn back into the were coyote. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just – I really liked this episode and how – kind of they all got their special abilities back and the side okay. effects of like the ice baths mm-hmm. was coming back and and I kind of feel like now at this point Scott seems to have his ability to turn like under control at least for the moment and we saw Allison was able to shoot Mr. Tate with the tranquilizer finally yeah. so maybe she's back to being a sharp shooter and then Styles overcame his inability to read directions he was still able to help Lydia out of the mm-hmm. trap so I felt like they all overcame their fears and were able to do what they thought they no longer had the ability to do. And again, this is just like a great lesson for the Teen Wolf audience of all ages, you know, because a lot of people have fear in like their abilities. And at some point, maybe they stop doing whatever their talent is mm-hmm. because they have to get over that fear. And then as soon as they do, you know, they can do it again. So it's definitely like a psychological thing and mind play, which I'm sure a lot of teenagers go through. Yeah, they're, um, you know, the kids are uh, growing up on the show and they're, mm-hmm. you know, learning to be adults. And the uh, number one thing of that is being in control of your emotions. And that's pretty much what they did, particularly Styles, you know, um, and Scott. Well, I guess all three of them, yeah, sure. Um, the Styles stuff, who we did a lot of work for that. I don't know if all of it got in or not, but there was a lot more... Uh, bizarre letters and whatnot we made so many school posters and things like that that he was hallucinating through and you know struggling to go through with and i never like have a minute to like Mm. pause it Mm. and like unscramble things but Mm. are any of the messages like funny that they actually scramble that the audience wouldn't see or is it like pretty normal stuff that they have you guys then scramble um trying to remember (laughs) i think maybe on one of them there were but i think at one point we um, kind of decided against it. I think we started it with in Latin or something at one point, okay. and then we had to change that. So um, so instead of doing Latin, you guys just did English but scrambled yeah, the words. Yeah, it was just – it was more of a, like, you know, style, they, they really wanted to focus on, like, styles feeling like he's going crazy. So, like, mm-hmm. we, we yeah, that's right. That's why we didn't change the Latin. We changed it from Latin because we felt like smile, styles was – so smart he would probably recognize it. So we, we, we changed it to a <laughs> bunch of hilarious. just other random things. So he would really feel like he's going insane. So I really like that. That's funny. Um, 
I don't think that, uh, going back to Malia's story for a little mm. bit, I don't think it's going to end there. I'm still, like, very suspicious of Mr. Tate. Mm. And we yeah, all know he's him. A sneaky guy. Yeah, he's on so, the originals, the show. Mm-hmm. He's the priest on there. He's just an amazing actor. So can we suspect that he's going to be around for a while? Because I was thinking, you know, is Mr. Still is the sheriff Stilinski going to be solving now new cold cases every week to try to keep his job for one more episode? Yeah. Or you know, uh, is this family, is the Tate family, going to continue into the plot? Um, I definitely feel like you haven't seen the last of them for sure okay well that's so, good to know yeah um do you know if he's if uh stolinski is going to continue to like bring back old cases and continue to solve them that's, or is he just moving with the plots or this is very much his story this season is him struggling to uh keep his place in beacon hills as scott's father comes and uh tries to Nobody um, likes ruin everything. Mr. Yeah, McCall. Like, <laughs> it doesn't seem like he's, you know, he's he's saying he's just doing his job, but he's just coming in and taking everything away. And you're like, yeah, hey man, who are you? Where'd you come from? <laughs> yeah, and we all want Melissa to be with Sheriff Stilinski yeah. in the end. So we don't really want uh, Agent McCall to be in town. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we had Edgar. Cardona say that he was disappointed that the twins became betas. Um, he co- left this comment on our YouTube. Mm. And you guys at home, you can always call into our show. The number is 424-256-1729. You can leave comments on our YouTube and our iTunes. We love hearing from you guys. I'm going to read some more of those later. But right now, I was just talking about Edgar's disappointment with the twins' eyes co- changing colors, and he didn't know why. But that was because the Duroc last um, season 3A broke their back and they're no longer alphas because of what she did to them so that's why they have the light blue eyes now instead of red but you know they're being very resourceful to scott because he was that he went to them and said Mm. you know like i don't know how to you know become an alpha i'm scared too i'm scared that i can't turn back and they sort of Beat it into him. Yeah, the they certainly idea. weren't afraid to show him how to be an alpha <laughs> this week, did they? No, but I feel like if they continue like this resourcefulness for him, <laughs> then you know he might let them in his pack because de- they're definitely sort of orphans at this point. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely going to have to do a little more to earn their uh, place, I think. But um, yeah, for sure, they they definitely showed Scott what it means to be an alpha this week. I think. Yeah, and I really liked. Um, what they did with some of the relationships and they had like the Isaac and Allison moment <laughs> where he was like, show me what to do and yeah, I'll help yeah. you. I mean, a lot of people are shipping them to it's, be together. It's blooming. <laughs> for sure. I, I like the slow build that we're getting. Yeah. And um, the Kira and Scott relationship was really funny when Mr. Uh, Yukamura mm. once again embarrassed his daughter. <laughs> By giving her all of the research she had done for Scott. And yeah. she actually admitted to Scott that she had done hours of research for him on Borda. Which, girls, I don't think you should ever admit to a guy that you've, like, put all this time into something unless you're already going out. What do you think? Oh, well, you know. I mean, that shows that she's into you, you know. That's Usually, a good point. You know, you go the other way. But we're, um... Yeah, I'm sure Scott's very flattered about it. You know? He seemed he to be, but he didn't respond, <laughs> so it was just feeling for the girl well, at that gotta point. He's got to find a coyote, man. <laughs> he's got to <clears throat> That's sure a good that point. Anybody. She's... And then so, we had the, once again, <clears throat> Styles and Lydia. I mean, Styles is always going to be there to save Lydia's life when she got her mm-hmm. legs stuck in the trap. 
Um, I am really excited for all these different couples to make out, and I'll be cheering <laughs> loudly when they do. But more so just Styles and Lydia. I liked uh, in the premiere episode how we got that scene of them in bed oh, together. Yeah, the and trick. I was like, that was fast. But at the same time, I was so like I had, you know, I was excited and I was finally felt like I had got that gratification that I was looking for in that relationship for a split second. Although I'm glad that it didn't happen because it was like too fast, too soon. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But it was kind of a dream for the audience because that's something, you know, we all look for and are excited to see for real, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, so we got to the teaser where someone pulls the small tree root that was growing from the nematon. And I talked about how I'm not sure who that is. And the fireflies kind of turn into these dark spirits, which I assume will be a, yet again another consequence of Allison Scott and Styles. Um, something that they'll have to deal with. And in the 3B trailer kind of told us that, you know, when they opened these doors in their minds by doing that ice bath and dying and coming back, this kind of power was like a magnet and that it's going to draw them here. It's definitely the beacon <laughs> for Beacon Hills now. Right. Sure. Do you know how far along, like, Jeff knew when he, you know, set, named this town Beacon Hills if he knew that this was going to be actually used as a beacon to draw monsters here? Uh, I don't, but I appreciate the metaphor that he came up with for it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So. I believe we have a caller on the line. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Caller on the line with the Teen Wolf after show. Caller? I think you have a bad connection. All right, I'm up. No worries. Try to call back. Thanks for calling. Try again. Sorry. <laughs> People want to ask you questions, Jeff. Yeah. You. <laughs> call back, guys. Guy? <laughs> again, that's 424-256-1729. I'll read a couple of your comments right now. We had um, Baru Raven on YouTube say, Josh from Florida, you are like our regular caller, but your questions are very good, so keep calling. So Josh from Florida, maybe that was you, maybe it wasn't, but a lot of people like to hear the fans call in and ask questions because maybe they need to get over their fear and call themselves. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Maybe this episode will help them do that. But guys, call in. We love hearing from you. And then we have Yashka say, I love your show. We're watching it from the Ukraine. And oh, wow. we had Mergador. Cheers from Brazil. They love the show as well. Awesome. So. Um, and we had Flow Your Mind, Brie Alexandra, Nick Made Millions, Megan Smith, and Jassers, and Julian and Joseph Ward, and Angelus Hale. Thank you, guys. And Derek Johnson says he's glad the after show in Teen Wolf is back, but I have a question. Could Kate Argent be alive? Because you know Jeff, and nothing is always absolute in Teen Wolf. Hmm. hmm, so do you think, I know you can't really tell us, but is there a chance maybe that Kate Argent is still alive, even though she's just coming back in Allison's dreams? I honestly have no idea, <laughs> man. Like, there's, um... Even the know, people working on the show don't know. <laughs> she's definitely on a, she's very present, uh, you know, the last two episodes. And I don't right. know if, I don't know if she's going to leave Allison alone or not, but uh, we may we may see her again. Not I have sure. a feeling we might. <laughs> um, and then we had Elena Davis, and she was, you know, happy that Keanu came back, and a lot of people wanted Keanu to be a regular on our show. But she wanted to know if uh, Teen Wolf was real and these characters and the stories in Beacon Hills were real. 
would you, our guest tonight, want to live in Beacon Hills, or do you think, you know, you'd be one of the townies who didn't know what was going on in the town? <laughs> I mean, it is in California. I would have got out of there. You would have got out of there? man. Like, if, <laughs> there, if you have a consistency of uh, murders at your high school like that, I would definitely at least have changed schools. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a good point. Well, hey, some people like a little more excitement than others. Nothing wrong with the happening town. Mine was very boring, and it was like an Amish town. Oh, well, mine was a <laughs> desert, so. Oh, <laughs> very entertaining as well. Um, yeah. Okay, and thank you guys on iTunes as well. If you guys didn't know at home, we're also on iTunes. Thank you, George19911, Under Siege, um, says, Listening to our podcast is just as entertaining as the show. I'm not sure everyone would agree, but thank you for posting. Yeah. <laughs> And getting back to the episode, we can talk about that teaser again at the end. And I was thinking that from the 3B trailer, it kind of looked like um, this black mask figures that are coming, mm-hmm. the darkness behind the masks. I kind of saw in like the 3B trailer, they said it's a dark spirit called yeah. Void. Void, yes. Void. So I'm very excited about that. What can you tell us? Uh, they are definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. They have uh, also have really awesome masks. Yeah. Which you will, I, I think, yeah, I could talk about it because they show that in the opening credits now. Like towards mm-hmm. the end of it, they'll cut, it cuts to the silver black mask of the Japanese spirits that are coming. So. Oh, that's exciting. Um, next week. Ooh, next week is, is that the Doug Jones episode? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there'll be a there'll be a pretty cool villain for next week. Oh, for that's sure. like, I'm excited. I love mm. that we're continuously getting new villains, and so we are not sure mm. as an audience who to point the finger at. You know, like who's going to be the big bad of the season, or are all these people just sort of getting in the way. Like Peter, I'm not sure what his role is going to be this season, but I know you know we saw him at the end of 3B, sort of saying, you know, I'll always I'm be the alpha. alpha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if he's going to get in the way of Scott, you know, still helping protect Beacon Hills or what his mission will be this season. Yeah, he has, um, he's in, I don't know how I'm going to, how do I word this without ruining anything i don't want to ruin anything <laughs> yeah for we don't want you to ruin anything so, but we um, want spoilers you know, we he'll, do. <laughs> he'll be around for sure though okay this season. He i'm and, excited he and derek have a lot to do you know they got that uh what was it the triskel box that they found this week the triskel box is that did they say that in the episode I'm i don't not, think they did well, i don't that even will know help if that's us. how you pronounce it <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry jeff davis <laughs> <laughs> well, pronunciation errors. That'll, that'll yeah. probably um, help us keep guessing what it could be. But um, so I really liked that scene where we had Styles and he was reading in front of the class mm-hmm. and the words just started to melt off the page because I feel like as a teenager, everyone, especially me, like when I was younger, they the words really did melt off the page when I tried <laughs> to read out loud. It was yeah. like I was on camera and everyone was watching me. I always messed up. Like, it was very scary. I hated that game popcorn. And it's nice to see that we sort of get that metaphor in Teen Wolf for teens who also, you know, hate being called on in the middle of class to read out loud. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I used to have that problem, too. But it's, uh, you know. You're getting you over it? Out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to be. I'm over. I'm on, uh, I'm on YouTube right now. So. <laughs> 
and uh, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's start to get into a few questions for you. Sure. Um, can you talk a little bit about you know why you wanted to get into the art department? Oh well, um, you know I've always been a big fan of movies and TV and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe it's something from passion, your childhood as well. My other passion, I like you know of course art, and I studied uh, design in college mm-hmm. and whatnot. And um, I came out here, and you know I was I like to do writing as well, and. But once you when you arrive in Hollywood, you learn everybody's writing. Everybody wants to direct yeah. and stuff. So I said, well, what else can I utilize for myself out here? And you know, I'd studied design in college, so I said, well, I'll try to you know put my talents into the art area there. And uh, you know, it's starting off pretty smoothly, but and we'll see where it goes. You know, as a child, that. I always ask like people when you were a child, mm-hmm. maybe what influences from your childhood kind of led you in that direction. Were you like very artsy as a kid? Um, a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little, a little more. Not particularly when I was super young, I guess, but definitely more in uh, mid-teens, high school. Like mm-hmm. you know, I was always fascinated by uh, movie posters and whatnot. You know, Drew Struzan, he's a guy who drew every great movie poster from like the 80s and whatnot so like indiana jones and then the star wars special editions and um god what else and it, almost any great movie you could hook people like hook right yeah. loves hook. <laughs> of course um, <laughs> and uh that was definitely my inspiration towards stepping towards that you know and i wanted and for a while i wanted to do advertising and whatnot but i didn't think that world was as fun as actually just being in working and creating entertainment itself so yeah i mean what's it like to just kind of see like rusty's idea for you know the set design of teen wolf and then being a part of creating that is is it sort of like a magical experience uh it is because you know we have a great team working there you know everybody in the arts department set decoration and whatnot they um they pull off some amazing stuff sometimes, you know, like, like I said, I get kind of busy running around driving, picking, picking up stuff for sets and then bringing them. And then I'll come there and they'll have like, oh, that was the last piece that we needed for this set. Here's the rest of it. And, you know, I was gone for maybe a few hours only and it's all good and ready to go, ready to shoot. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Did you have so. to pick up the cadaver that was sitting in front of your desk? <laughs> uh no, that was one for someone else. I think. <laughs> but I definitely had to take care of it for the long. Oh, make how sure did it you wasn't... take care of it? Well, I mean, you know, you got to make sure that no one uh, messes around with it or anything like that. You know, we had to. I imagine you sure like was... with a toothbrush, like <laughs> scrubbing the cadaver every day to make it sure it's ready for thing. camera. We're not, we're not that no? dirty on Teen Wolf, so you guys didn't but, have uh, to prep it for camera, put on makeup on the cadaver, or whatnot. Uh, yeah, I'll make well, makeup. <laughs> did, but I definitely, I definitely helped uh, makeup. The dusting, did you have a duster? The dusting of the <laughs> yeah, cadaver, yeah. the daily dusting. Dust, dust the cadaver. If you could be any of the characters on Teen Wolf and kind of like switch, you know, jobs with them, which one of the characters would you want to be? Ooh, um, who is, uh, well, let's see. I, know, it's, I guess it's kind of cool being a werewolf, right? You do whatever you want. And, yeah. You know, Strong. Not get hurt ever. Well, kind of get hurt, but you're okay but you afterward. can heal right away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which wolf would you want to be? Hmm. I mean, Scott's See, kind of the star of the show. Yeah, Scott's the star of the show. He gets, <laughs> do you want he all gets, those uh, lines to yeah, memorize? Yeah, you don't get the... Well, do, are we switching actors or are we switching characters, though? 
I don't know. Styles Styles has got it kind of okay, right? Though because he yeah, you kind of look like Styles like, actually. Oh, thank you. Get, you. Like, the, the whole sweater <laughs> and the hair. Oh you know? uh, yeah, well, I would very, be very nice. Very Styles yeah, reminiscent. <laughs> what are the hours like working on set? Um, they get pretty wild. Uh, definitely towards the end of the season is when it kind of there's a lot of long hours, a lot of people staying awake for a long time. I think uh, we, sh- yeah, we shot long into the night. Some nights definitely towards the end. Mm-hmm. And so. what's like one of your best memories on set of Teen Wolf? I can't tell you yet. <laughs> We're only in the season er, episode two. Oh, uh, there was maybe you could tell us what the, it's dealing with their character. Def- part. It's definitely in one of the last episodes. There was a really, really awesome set that was very. Uh, let's say it was very cool. Mm-hmm. I'll put that in quotes. <laughs> okay. <right there. laughs> a little <clears throat> little hint for you guys at home. Figure out what that means. Yeah, they'll they'll watch it in ten weeks ago. Oh, that's what that guy meant okay <laughs> so did something happen on the set that was funny or you guys just or you just really like that it set? was no it was the reveal of having it see seeing it uh in its completion actually mm-hmm. because it was it's actually a set that we modify it's the same location and it mm-hmm. changes into this other thing because you know there's a lot of hallucinations and dreams right. and whatnot this season so uh, to see it transform from one thing to another was, uh, in actually in a matter of hours also was wow. the most incredible thing. Yeah. So everyone, everyone, everyone in the back, everyone that works behind the scenes at Teen Wolf is pretty kick butt. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. trying to be PG for everybody. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm sure our Teen Wolfies appreciate it. <laughs> um, so... Do you interact very much with, like, the cast? Because I know you're doing everything to prep the sets, but do you have to interact with them very much? Or could you tell us about, like, one of your run-ins with them or who it was? Um, I don't get to see them too often. Usually mm-hmm. if you go to the set, you'll see them. They're all very nice people and mm-hmm. stuff. But um, I, I'm one of the – I'm not necessarily shy, but I know that everyone's pretty – busy so i try not to bother him too much but i have i've interacted with tyler posey a few times you know we have he come he's a guy that comes in and makes sure you know or he comes by and says hi to everyone every once in a while and has a there's a what do you want to say he's just a great guy he comes on he goes hey how you doing introduced himself he introduced himself to me the very first day and you know ah. That's yeah. very nice. I'm not nice. saying we're bros or anything like that. But, oh, they're totally BFFs. Uh, he's going to be replacing yeah. Styles soon. We do. We have a <laughs> we have a dartboard in the the um, art department that we use whenever there's a brief break. You know, are there pictures on it? Are you throwing darts no, at pictures? No, we don't have any pictures on it. No. Um, if we do, they're definitely of uh, either me or me or Turner or other guy. You know, <laughs> okay. We don't let anybody else want to feel like they're let down so yeah uh, that's nice of you guys yeah, but uh yeah we had coach come in and play darts with us for a little while one day there oh orny so. adam yeah, yeah yeah who plays yeah. the coach he's he was probably a good uh teammate on the darts so yeah. are is there another project that you're working on currently that you'd want to talk about um not really at this point no i mean we're getting ready back to film another season pretty soon here team so, of, yes yeah, we were renewed for season four so mm-hmm. that's exciting when are you guys going to start filming that um i want to say within 
a month or so. Mm-hmm. Nothing's set in stone yet. We're very, very early prep for it. That's so. good. So have you guys already Ideas finished? Are formulating. Have so. you guys finished filming the last episode of Team Up? Uh, yes, we finished that uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. So are you still helping on the on the set, or are you done for now until you guys start up again? Are you on hiatus um, personally? Well, because I work with Rusty, and Rusty has to prepare everything, you know, weeks in advance to get mm-hmm. it ready. Yeah, I'm already in there with him. Prepping uh, Prepping and getting stuff ready. You know, can, can, he's coming up with new concepts for what Jeff has weaked and told him, you know, what's coming next. And, oh, wow. You know, and Jeff is a very – he doesn't tell everybody everything, which is mm-hmm. perfectly fine, you know. But uh, that – what he does tell Rusty, Rusty has – Rusty has a little more info, but he'll, um, he's de- – I see the sparkle in his eye. <laughs> when Rusty has a sparkle in his eye, that is when you know – cool stuff is coming that's awesome well thank you so much for being here and thanks for answering all of our questions let's go ahead and roll into some predictions (laughs) Predictions. so it looked like next episode we're gonna see uh kira Mm-hmm. And have Scott over to our house for dinner, so I'm sort of excited to see what happens there because I'm not sure what to expect of them and this new, you know, it's going to be Japanese folklore this season, the Kitsune. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if her father, Mr. Yugamura, has anything to do with it or her family being in town. Maybe they were beaconed here into Beacon Hills for a reason, but it just seems like, you know, I'm suspecting all new faces this season. <laughs> There are quite a few new uh, new faces coming in, and uh, yeah, Kira is definitely a huge, huge part of this season for sure. And um, yeah, I'll, I won't uh, I won't deny that she may have something to do with what's going to be going on. I but. heard she has some sort of powers that's going to help them, uh, you know, put the pieces together. So hopefully she'll be a resource for them instead of another antagonist, which they definitely don't need in mm, Beacon Hills. Yeah, they don't need anybody else going against them, do they? No, I heard there's <laughs> going to be a lot more samurai fights instead of wolf fights. Mm, well, from uh, the preview, yeah, you can see that a little bit of that is happening for sure. Mm-hmm. Did you have to do very much research for that as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of – that was actually really fun research for that. It just um, seems like – yeah, the research on the show must be amazing because I love Jeff's facts when we, like, are constantly learning stuff on the show. Mm-hmm. And then just the visuals that they give us, they just match so well. It's just all so believable. It really comes together. And well, good. That means we're doing our job right. Yeah, <laughs> you really are. And I heard that we're going to learn what caused Stalinsky's wife to die and that it includes a psychological component that may be affecting styles as well. So I don't know if this mm. is sort of some kind of psychological mental illness that maybe Stalinsky's wife died of that's influencing styles I'm not sure but and I uh, that was from Jeff was yes from Jeff oh okay it's from Jeff he's, if he's letting that stuff go then uh 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm he's excited right. to, to find out what that is. I got little uh, tidbits here and there of what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jeff Jeff Davis, the creator of the show, will definitely be coming back on our show at this this season. And I heard that next episode, 315, the scream is not what gives Lydia her powers. So we're going to find out mm. what exactly gives the Banshee her powers next week. Um, Jeff, thank you so much for being here. No problem. And sorry to the fan who called in, wasn't able to ask your question to Jeff. Call back. But hopefully they can tweet you later. What's your Twitter that the fans can tweet at you? Oh, uh, well, I'm not super active on it, but you can find me at Mr. Jeff, M I S T A underscore J E F F. Mr. Jeff. Yeah, Mr. Jeff. I like that. Mr. Jeff in the house. Yeah. Made in college, of course. (laughs) And it's carrying over. Love that. Carrying over. (laughs) All right, guys. You can find me at Cinematic Escape on Twitter, or you can... You can Google or Bing my blog, Cinematic Escape, and check that out. And we will catch you guys next week. Of course, we'll have another special guest. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.